0: everything. You have always been there for us, even when we didn't acknowledge it, Lord. Isaiah 45 tells us that, that you said that you would acknowledge us even though, or would strengthen us even though we have not acknowledged you, that so from the sitting or the rising of the sun to the place of its sitting, men might know that you did that, and you alone are God. So we thank you, Father, for, for all that you've done for us, even when we weren't aware of it. Lord, we ask that you would come today. This message today has cut me to the heart in so many ways, Lord, because the sobering fact of it is is there's a lot of folks who come to church, and they hear your words, but they walk out these doors, and it didn't change their life. and it says that people that hear the word and do not do what it says. is like people build their house on, on sand. So Lord, I pray that we're not foolish builders. Lord, I pray that we, we build on the foundation of the rock of obedience and repentance because that's what's required. So Lord, we just come before you today, and Lord, I pray that, Father, the words that I speak today come from you, and and Father, they would not be received in condemnation, but Father, that they would bring conviction, because they convicted me, and Lord, you mean what you say, and there's not a promise you've broken, and the words that you say are true, I fully well understand and know that. Father, I just pray that uh, that he who has ears today would not just hear, but, Father, that he would be obedient in obeying your word. This is not an easy word to share today, Father, but it is one that's really needed for our time in the place we're in in our country today. So, Lord, we ask that through this word, Father, that minds might be opened, hearts might be changed, and submission to your will and repentance from our will would be done, and I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. First of all, I want to tell you I love you. Uh, I don't know, maybe this message caught me more attentive to his word because of, things that's happened in my, my family's life. I have a brother who is on a ventilator in Evansville, and, and um, last week he was literally fighting for his life. Uh, he's still not out of the woods yet. He's still on the vent as far as I know. Um, he's battled cancer, and he overcame the cancer, and he was in remission, but through the chemo and radiation, his, his immune system was just dead. So when he caught COVID, it was devastating to him. Uh, My brother's name's Don, if you guys know him. Some of you do. Uh, (laughs) It's really brought me to my knees in so many ways. I've prayed, I've prayed. And I've had the assurance of the Scripture. And I was fearful. And I guess the reason why I was so fearful was because as we had a small group Thursday night and I was preparing this message and, and what it means and the words that Nathaniel shared a little bit last week. And the question came up, does he, is he right with the Lord, your brother? And in my heart, I, I can't say that he is. I don't know. And under the the uh, things we're seeing in the Scripture here, I, I, I don't know that I am, to be honest with you. And the reason I say that is because if you will look, my, my Scripture is going to be coming out of Matthew 7 today and it's, I've been charged to teach 724 to 27, and uh, I'm just going to read it real quick to you, and then we'll, we'll hash it out, okay? It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, and the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practices like a foolish man who builds his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Okay, we've probably all read that many times, right? But there's that first word in verse 24 that that catches my attention because of of, uh, what Jonathan Fable taught us about therefores. Amen? We've well, we got to go back and see what that therefore is there for. And if we look in verse uh, 21, Matthew 7, it says that Jesus said this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly. I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. And we know that people that stand up here in front of you are going to be held to a higher standard. We're going to be judged a little differently for the words that we speak and the things that we do and do not do. And I was thinking about that, and it reminded me of what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 20, 26, it says, Therefore, I do not run aimlessly, and I don't fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body to make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Now, if somebody like Paul was that concerned about his salvation... And winning that prize that never fails, that never spoils. What about me? What about us? Now remember Mark chapter 11 where the rich young ruler came to Jesus, right? He said, Lord, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus quoted to him, Six commands that dealt with his interaction with his fellow man, right? Do not commit murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal. And the young man was probably pretty confident in his, in his spiritual life. And he said, well, Lord, I've obeyed all these since, since I was a child. And I love the way it puts it in Mark chapter 11. It says that Jesus looked at him and loved him and say but one thing that you lack go and sell all your possessions give to the poor and then come follow me scriptures in chapter chapter 11 of Mark says that 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 rich young ruler that young man went away sad because he had great wealth so what does that tell you about the rich young man he didn't obey what Jesus told him to do did he He wasn't willing to pay that price. So we see this context of what Jesus is telling us about building our houses and where we put them at. And I love it when Jesus does this. He contrasts a lot of different things. He paints two different pictures for us in in the house that was built on the rock and the house that was built on the sand. And he talks about final judgment later on in Matthew twenty. Twenty-five, where he says that, that God's going to separate us like people that uh, the shepherd would separate sheep from goats, right? Well, he tells us that whoever hears these words of mine, and what words are those? The ones he just shared with those people on this Sermon on the Mount from chapter 5 of Matthew, the Beatitudes, to the, to the Lord's Prayer, to all the teachings that he had on not judging others, to, 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 to giving freely to those who are in need, And and then, you know, he he gives us this warning in chapter 7, verse 21, about not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. And he says, whoever hears these words of mine and puts them in practice is like a man who built his house on the sand, or on the rock, rather. Then he goes and says that whoever hears these words of mine and does not do these things is like a person who built their house on the sand. So what we see is two guys... Right, hearing the same words of Jesus in the same time in the same place, both of them build their houses in the same area. Probably the houses looked almost identical. I was thinking about that as I was driving down the road the other day, and you go into to like the, the north, north side of, of Evansville or even over towards Newburgh. And there's housing development springing up everywhere, right? And they all look exactly alike, mirror image of each other. Well, that's what I kind of envisioned. These men who heard the words of Jesus and they built their houses, and they look almost identical. They, they look identical. But the thing that's different about them is where they were built. And Jesus talking to the people I think Nathaniel might have elaborated on this a little bit in his message last week was where Jesus was preaching and teaching at was in a, in a in a kind of a well it's called the Sermon on the Mount, right He was in a hilly area and it was probably kind of an arid area, and I don't know if you ever watched those nature films back in the day uh, where they would show these landscapes out in the arid desert and they looked dry and they didn't have any moisture any rain for for a long period of time, then all of a sudden the rains would come, and it would be a torrential downpour, and there would be a raging flash flood that come through there and just wipe out everything, you know. And they would put a layer of sand and silt, and it would change that landscape from what it was before. And it looked good in the arid times and the dry time, and it was nice and flat and level, you know. It would be really easy to build there because there was nothing there besides sand. But when we hear God's word and we don't dig into it, and when we don't get down to the bedrock and wrap the, the foundation, the solid rock of his word, and when we apply it to our lives and it changes us from the inside out, then we have problems. We have a superficial relationship, but it's not really a relationship. It's religion. See, we can all come to church and we can look really good. We can do all the right things, say all the right things, and see all the right people and walk out the doors, and it doesn't affect us in any way, shape, or form, then what good was it in the first place? When those storms of this life comes, I've seen it happen many times. In in the ministry that we're involved in, when hard times come on people who just have that superficial knowledge of Christ, they fold like a deck of cards. They start blaming God for everything that happened to them and that why why me God and they lose their faith and they walk away thinking that somehow God had something against them when he loved them with all of his heart and he just wanted that relationship to be deeper so they could be able to withstand the storms but when you hear God's word and when you dig in and you you Apply yourself, and you obey what it says. When those storms of this life comes, you know where to turn to. Amen. You know that you can turn to the Lord, and the Lord delivers you, and He keeps you even through those storms. Because I'm going to tell you guys—you you you guys know it full well—we can we can come to church and we can do all these things, but if we don't have that solid rock foundation, and we delve in and be obedient and repent. And, and do the things that, that's required, then we're just like the rest of the world. Really? I've had a, a friend of mine, a, an elderly guy, he used to call me up and tell me, and I wasn't really in, 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 the, in the church at the time. I didn't have a relationship with the Lord like I should have. I knew of him. I was, I was like Herod. King Herod, you know who he was, right? He loved going and hearing John the Baptist preach. Until he started preaching about his adulterous affair with his with with, with his family member right he ended up beheading John the Baptist but he liked to hear the word he liked this King Agrippa right book of Acts Paul he heard the word but it didn't change their lives and they didn't change their lives to meet that standard we Need to be not just hearers of the word, but we need to put it into practice to be doers of it. James chapter one tells us that, right? It says that we we should uh, be doers of the word. Oop, I turned my wrong. I lost my place already. James 1, 23 25 says, Do not merely listen to the words and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do it, do what it says. is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away immediately and forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do these things, he will be blessed in what he does. doesn't mean he won't have storms but he'll be blessed we need to be listening we need to be hearing Mark chapter 4 verse 12 says it may they be ever seeing but never perceiving and ever hearing but never understanding otherwise they might turn and be forgiven see there's a an action that is required when we hear God's Word. Dietrich Bonhoeffer would tell his students this, that although Jesus isn't walking on the earth with us today like he was with his disciples, we have to have the mindset that when we open up the Word of God, God is speaking directly to us through that Word, that he's with us face to face, and he's telling us how we should live and what we should do. We need to put in a solid an effort to reach out and find out what God's perfect will for us is. In Matthew chapter 6, the Lord taught us how to pray, right? And one of the most important aspects of that prayer in my heart, in my life, is that, Lord, your kingdom be done on earth as it is in heaven, in my heart as it is in heaven. And I've shared with you before, how many people you think is in heaven are disobedient to the Lord? How many of you think that in heaven people discount what God says and just goes on doing what they want? Not too many, huh? When we pray that Lord's Prayer and we ask him, Lord, may your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. May your will be done in my heart and in my mind in my soul as it is in heaven do we really mean it that's what has convicted me this week because I have read these words in red and maybe I was following them pretty good at one time but there's a whole lot of things that I need some work on I'm just being straight up honest and truthful to you sometimes i don't want to forgive sometimes you know what it would just take too much effort and i don't really have the time to sit down and 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 share the gospel with this person right now and maybe that's what's hit me so hard because god's called me to be an evangelist What have I done for him lately? Remember that old Janet Jackson song? (laughs) What have I done that he's commanded me to do lately? Let me challenge you. What have you read in your Bible this week where God has commanded, told you, maybe even made a suggestion for you to do? Does anything pop in your mind? You can raise your hand. Did you do it? Has it changed your life? Have you changed your life? Because it's supposed to. It's supposed to. Because when we really hear, when we really understand what's at stake here, then we're going to make a change. Because heaven's too great to miss. Amen? So, when the scriptures tell us to love our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and all of our mind, maybe we ought to do that. And when it says that we ought to love our neighbor as ourselves, pretty important too. And I myself have been falling short. I've been letting a lot of things in this life distract me from what he's called me to be, called me to do. So with that, I say, I'm sorry, Lord, and I repent. I want to be obedient to your will because I know and I have seen the storms in this life come on us, and I am so thankful in those moments, the hardest moments of my life that I had my Foundation firmly planted on solid rock because if I hadn't I would have fell with a mighty crash too I have been both places I've been there I've built that house on the rock and I've built it on the sand and I know exactly what happens in both scenarios but God is faithful and when you when you hear his words and you put them into practice, he's faithful and he will do as he's promised. So maybe we ought to start doing what we promised. Not everyone who calls him Lord, Lord will enter into heaven. So he's not just wanting to have a title. He's wanting your heart. He's wanting your life. He's wanting obedience and submission to him. So we need to really search ourselves. David wrote one of the Psalms. I don't, don't remember what, which one it was now. It said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Remove anything that doesn't please you. be careful when you pray that though because you might not like what he reveals because I'm not liking what he's revealing in me this message probably is more for me than it is for you guys to be really honest with you because I don't want have a false assurance anymore. I don't want to think that I'm good enough on my own merit to make it to heaven because I do the right things and I say the right things and I come up here and preach every three weeks because that's not going to cut it. Because he says, even those who say, Lord, Lord, did we not in your name did we not cast out demons in your name did we perform miracles in your name and what did he say away with from me for i never knew you see he's not looking for religion he's looking for a relationship with you and it's just not something we call on his name every time we want something you know we don't come to church and think oh we did our duty to god this week we're good well no i don't think so he put a higher standard on us today. He's wanting us to be obedient. He's wanting us to submit to his will for our lives. So when those storms come, we can stand up under him. When you obey God's word, things just work out better for you. Like I said before, it doesn't mean that you won't face trials and storms. But when we hear the word, and we study the word, and we do the word, then he does things for us. When Nick was killed, I was so thankful for God's word because My greatest fear came to pass when I had to go identify his body in that morgue or in that that room in the hospital. And I didn't want to see that. I didn't want to see my son's broken body. And I was so fearful and anxious. But the word of the Lord kept coming up to me again and again and again was Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in all things, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. I did what it said. I heard the word, and I applied it, and I said, God, you've got to help me. I cried out, I am so thankful that you've given me my son for these years that I had him on this earth. But, Father, now you've taken him home. Lord, you know how hard this is for me. But I know, Father, if you've brought me to this place and this time, you're going to bring me through this. I trust you. Lord, we ask that you be glorified. And you know what? I presented my request to God like he said. I offered thanksgiving like he said. And you know what he gave me in return? He gave me peace. I still got it. I don't understand it. I got it. He's faithful to his word. If we're faithful in obedience to follow it. The storm came, but it did not destroy my house. My faith, it made it stronger. So with you, I, I just want to like I said, this is kind of a hard teaching it's more for me than it is for you, but I found myself falling short in a lot of areas I became complacent, alright we can do that, we, we, we get comfortable, don't we in where we're at, and we forget that there's a, there's, there's things required for us to do in this this this, this, this agreement we have with God He'll be our Lord, but if we'll make him our Lord, and if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all, right? So we need to be obedient and in submission to him in all things. So with that, I'm going to close. We got a family meeting today directly after church and the, the family meal as well. So I'm, I'm not going to stay any longer than that. I think that the, the Lord has had me share what he wanted me to share, but I just asked Father that you would come and you would examine us Lord and, Lord I'm going I'm going to humble myself before you and this is not a dramatic stunt because father I have seen your word and I have examined my heart and I, f- I find myself falling short of what you called me to be and Called me to do so lord i just ask father that you would restore me and, father you would empower me by your holy spirit to do the things that, that you require that i might be obedient to you father if there is anything in me that, that needs to be taken away i pray this for me and for anybody in this congregation lord that i that, that they would just in their heart kneel to you. And Father, say, examine me, O Lord. Great of pride.
1: Yes.
2: message that applies to all. So we're going to keep playing for a second and give a time for reflection. Maybe I know that everybody's taking communion, but like maybe think about the areas that maybe you're challenged in your life. Because like Brad was saying, like Jesus doesn't want like you know your words are good, you know, to, to show up is good, to serve is good. But he wants everything. And so like think about maybe some areas maybe in your life where everything maybe doesn't look the way that Jesus would want everything. I know that Brad's up here at the front. He would pray for you on this. Brad and Merlin, I know that uh, that Beth's over here. Beth would pray for you. Beth and Karen.